and welcome to episode 9 of the Downstream Podcast. My name is John Stinson. This week, I interview an occult priestess, Corrine Wilson. Corrine has been a professional psychic for 23 years. Wiccan since the age of 16, read tarot in a nightclub age 17. She blogs, has over 100 videos on her YouTube channel, and has appeared in what has been called a docu-horror and the scariest documentary ever made called The Nightmare, detailing the terrifying aspects of sleep paralysis. So I was excited to find out more about Corrine's journey and her teachings. So Corrine, it's a, a real pleasure uh, to uh, to welcome you to the Downstream podcast. So thank you very much indeed for agreeing to uh, to come on to be a guest on on, on the show. And um, uh, so yeah, a big hearty welcome. And uh, so first of all, how are you today? Oh, I'm I'm fine. I'm excited to be on the show. I feel it's a high caliber show where we can explore deeper subjects and and learn more than ever. It's very it's great to be here. Thank you for having me. Oh no, that's great. Well, I'll jump straight in with a question, really, which is uh, that because um, I, I follow you on on Facebook and and uh, you uh, you say you're an occult priestess. So uh, I I don't really know what an occult priestess is. So would you be kind enough to uh, for, for my benefit and for the listeners' benefits to say. Uh, what, what an occult priestess is? The occult priestess is something that I became. It is a title that I actually was guided to create. And so the I had a store called the Occult Shop, and I had a store for about four years. And using the word occult so often really got me familiar with, you know, this is really the topic and the subject that I'm most about, the hidden knowledge. It was such a wonderful blanket for the topic, you know, so it covered everything. And I was a Wiccan high priestess for, for several years, still am technically. And I wanted to reach out to a bigger audience. I, I was broader, I was bigger, and I was growing. Therefore, I wanted a title that would encompass that as well. And I didn't feel comfortable taking on the mantle of a Buddhist guru. I, I did have a guru myself. However, I don't feel like I was trained in those specific ways. So I westernized it. Oh, okay. So... So the uh, so the occult priestess is is your westernized um, tit- uh, title that you've created, which could uh, be similar to uh, to a Buddhist guru, uh, um, perhaps. Indeed, and, and in a way to where I'm also shamanic, which you've talked about a lot on the yeah. show. Very exciting topic. So there's a lot of intuition and information coming from higher realms and higher states of consciousness that that filters through again that's why the occult kind of covers that entire topic okay well um so it's magical because the guru has magical powers if you will the shaktipat the darshan and so does the occult priestess okay that's that well uh, i'd love to dive into that then so talk to me about the magic magical powers then Oh, well, I believe that the magic that I've experienced, I've experienced as an observer, as the vessel 
for the magic happening. It's kind of like love. You don't make it happen. It, you allow it to happen. Okay. Yeah, I can understand that. Yes. And I, like I said, I had a guru. Her, she has passed on into the realms of light. And her name was Shrimamo Devi, uh, Maria Rose. And, and she was British as well, but she was from South Africa. Okay. And I found in her presence that I was learning deeply. I would have a lot of visions in her presence. And I felt as if there was like a second teacher, a spirit teacher. And I came to learn that that was her soul. Oh, right. Okay. And, and so how did you... Um... How did you meet this uh, your guru, your teacher? I had become a Reiki master. And through Reiki, I, I wanted my heart, wanted to learn Buddhism. It was something about the Reiki that made me want to do a beeline for Buddhism. And it was very early days of the Internet. So yeah. I was looking around, you know, with the Eightfold Path and whatnot and very confused by it. So... I sincerely prayed to have a teacher come into my life. And through my Reiki master, I met Srimamo Devi. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, yeah, yeah. So tell me, I think, more about um, your story, really. about So where did it all start? Because... Uh, because you know, so, so I think we're sort of almost going backwards a bit here. We've you know, the, from a cult, cult priestess to uh, uh, and and how you you know sort of found um, a, a guru. But take take me right back to the beginning. And um, w when was it that you sort of realised that this was uh, this was you, you, you know that you were perhaps on a different path to you know the, the the usual the usual person down the street type of thing. I always, unfortunately, I always knew I was strange and different, but I think you'll hear that from just about any shaman. Yeah. Uh, I had sleep paralysis, which is also known as a form of psychic attack um, since I can remember since the crib. But even before that, I was told stories that at three months old, I was still in the hospital. I had never come home and I had breathing issues and that I had passed and come back. Oh, wow. And so some would say that's a very early shamanic death. Yes. <laughs> um, but that, you know, <laughs> I believe that I was always aware of the dream realm and the fourth dimension awake or asleep. And I didn't know that that was different from other people. I thought everyone was kind of in a half dream, half waking state. Yeah. Uh, the, the sleep paralysis is very quickly, you lay down to go to sleep. And although your consciousness is still very aware, you become paralyzed and cannot move. And for me personally, and many others, there was a what they call a hypnagogic hallucination, which is basically seeing in another dimension, a shadow figure, a three-dimensional shadow figure that would approach my bed and felt very dark mm -hmm. and, and a lot of voices of darkness and vibrations and craziness, which actually was a precursor to me leaving my body and going out of my body for astral travel. Okay, and, and sorry, what sort of age was that? Was that, that was quite young? Yeah, I actually, I don't know life without it. Honestly. Okay, right. So you, from whenever, from whenever you can remember, that was quite natural to you. So when did you sort of, when when did it dawn on you that that wasn't what everybody sort of saw and felt? 
when I began to get socialized around six or seven years old, uh, my mother had sleep paralysis and we suspected grandmother as well. However, okay. we were raised as witnesses. Uh, raised as Jehovah's so Witnesses, did you say? speak of such things. I mean, talk about being sick. Yes. Yes, that's correct. Okay. Uh, and so um, that must have been well, quite difficult, I guess, for for both you, yourself, your mum and, and, and your grandmother, if that was something you was taboo and couldn't speak of. Well, it was grandmother that started it all. She's the one who became the first witness in the family, and a very matriarchal family. So she wore the pants, so to speak, and everyone kind of fell in line. And given the way the teachings are hooked, it's that you kind of, it's the hook. That's exactly right. It kind of hooks you in. And then some would call it a cult at that point, which is, you know, uh, just a sector of people that all believe the same thing. And if you don't, then you're ostracized. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's no different to Scientology today, I think, is it? Or as you say, any cult. Right. At least Scientology is kind of more interesting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's very true. It is quite, um, quite. Um... However, as a born again conspiracy theorist, I'd like to make that a statement. <laughs> um, <laughs> when I went through my awakening and, and woke up in several different ways, I realized that the witnesses, Jehovah's Witnesses, were speaking about materialism being the devil of this world world and greed and being you know the negative and okay. i was like wow they were really right on that that was that was true yeah there's nothing uh yeah that's actually right on as you as you're saying so 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 what was t tell me about your awakenings then because you said there, was, there are several different um uh ways that you uh, awoke what and and i, I guess from awakening we're, we're meaning yeah tell me what you think what you what you mean by awakening first of all i kind of I had a kundalini activation type of awakening, which was having my consciousness shoot into the fourth and fifth dimension without my own knowledge of what was going on, really. Uh, having visions, hearing poetry, meeting with gods and goddesses and angels. Wonderful, beautiful things. And then, you know, at the same time, almost, I was learning that the world wasn't the fairy tale I thought it could be. Okay. That uh, I was listening to David Icke, your yeah. fellow countryman. Yes. And yeah. um, R. Alex Jones is, mm -hmm. you know, very loud. <laughs> <laughs> yes. In yeah. Texas, kind of a cowboy. <laughs> so uh, so uh, I was, you yeah, know, well. I was guided actually to look into what at that point was only like the movie The Matrix. It wasn't really even prevalent at yeah. the time as conspiracy theory. And I'd been exposed to conspiracy theory when I, I was younger and I understood about the hippies and I understood about Satanists back then. And I could see cultures and, and risings of different uh, phenomenon, be they mostly negative phenomenon. And I could see the interplay between these things, but, but I couldn't see where it was happening in my world until I woke up to conspiracy. Okay. Uh, and you, you, you're talking about Kundalini uh, for a moment there. And so from my understanding of Kundalini is almost, uh, well, it's, I don't know, know it all, mostly from a, like a yogic term, which, which, um, uh, but, but, and, and it releases, um, 
something th from the base of your spine upwards is, is is that was that similar to your experience or was it slightly different well mine was different because it was mostly visual it, pandit gopi krishna uh who's spoke a lot on this topic he has now gone into the realms of light as well um had a lot of physical symptoms you can find many of his descriptions on youtube for free pandit gopi krishna pandit gopi krishna and, okay you know that's the classic awakening my awakening started i didn't know the moment it started i had looked at a bookmark and it had thoth all right thought yeah. god the egyptian god thoth and i'm an egyptian girl i worship isis and thoth and all the whole pantheon i love them mm -hmm. uh, and i have a past life there obviously so I picked up the bookmark and I said his name. And then I said his his more his older name, Tehute. And then I saw a lock open. And then he came to me in my mind's eye and said, Are you ready? Are wow. you ready to receive the key to the magical machine within you? Are you ready to become a co-creator with universe? Mm-hmm. And um, I answered the song lyrics. I said, yes, I'm ready to fall in love right now. And that was the day it started. And I didn't know. I mean, I thought, what a nice vision. What a nice visitation. Yes. I, I had no clue that my kundalini, what kundalini was, that it was awakening within me, and that it was going to take me to other dimensions in, in my consciousness, not my physical body, of course. Right. So kundalini, then, is is a... Is, uh another way of saying awakening within uh yes i'm not sure i don't want to bastardize it at all but that's what it meant for you white yeah. meaning <laughs> yes yeah. for me it was welcome to heaven everything you ever thought was real is here we'll show you yeah. and it was a play between my consciousness and god it was really beautiful and but there were other times where a psychic attacks came in from what i call dark consciousness and then, you know, it wasn't easy and it had to being going through the Kundalini awakening process. You also go through the history of mankind and all of the darkness that's been on the planet. And it's a very difficult process. OK, so that must be well, that must be more than uh, extremely dark, I should imagine, um, if it's oh, if, yeah. we're if we're talking uh the, the history of what has been done and to, to for, you know between humans if you like uh, oh yes it's the collective consciousness that you basically surf like a wave and for me for weeks i would be surfing this wave yeah and and is that something you think that we we have to go through a bit at, in order to be able to contrast the 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 light and the the, the heavenly consciousness of the kundalini of, of sorry of the uh the awakening, as it were, so that we have to delve into what's what has been done before, what's possible. It's, it depends on how deep your soul wanted to go. I believe that everyone does have to come to a reckoning with reality and what reality is for you mm -hmm. individually. And for me, it happened to be mystical because I'm a mystic. Of course, yes. Yeah. So it would, in wherever, 
it it would be what whatever our constructs are i guess and that and that's how we would we would understand it and for you that was a mystical one okay no that's um yeah. i can understand that that's that, that's great i uh, believe our souls are like at different levels or different ages of consciousness um oh right okay so it, uh because we uh, of reincarnation that we come back and uh learn our le- learn continue to learn our lessons and also as you know the younger generation is coming in we're getting these huge upgrades in our knowledge that some of us are star seeds some of us are not originally from this planet we're from other star systems i'm from sirius and i'm originally from andromeda so it's wonderful to be able to get a more galactic celestial story of your history and know that you weren't always a human yeah, okay. So And I'd like to point I'd yeah. also like to point out that in the Egyptian Book of the Dead or Coming Forth by Day, Isis states several times that the Egyptians of that time were from Sirius. And I, I can't agree more. Okay. Um there's a there's a guy I think called Andy Collins, and I think he's very much on this on the Sirius path. Um and also uh, there's I think he's yeah. Rather than it being Orion, he's much more. It's actually from Sirius, so that would make sense. From he would agree with that. Uh, I don't Wonderful. know. Wonderful. Yeah. And Specifically, fact, I'm from Sirius B, and my spirit guide, or some say shaman spirit spouse, who I channel and talk to and have since I was 30 and had my awakening. Uh, his name is Hermes, mm-hmm. and we've had past lives together. And he is also of Sirius B. Okay, so you uh, you were um, from the same neighborhood then. Yeah. Yes, but I'm originally from Andromeda, so. Oh right. Okay. Um, the. In order to come to Earth, I had to come through the portals of Sirius. Uh, okay, and I'm interested how how um, how that knowledge how how you've come to that knowledge. Where, where that where that was was it for example um thoth giving you that information or uh, i was just wondering how you came about knowing that that's where your your lineage is if you like excellent um i call it like a shaman lady insight on a dark winter night when okay. i turn everything off light the candles have the incense really go into a higher state of consciousness and open and ask the questions, invite um, Hermes and my higher self or my soul self in and just the writing starts and it comes. It's magic. How are you going to explain magic? <laughs> okay. Yeah. It was, well, so, so this is a, so you write it like automatic writing then? Uh-huh. Well, it's not automatic because no one's got a hold of me. I'm actually interpreting okay. the energy patterns into words that I can understand. Right. Okay. Oh, okay, you know, that makes. I know I can completely understand that. Um, and it, I believe that all artists and poets and musicians do the same thing. Yeah, yeah, no, that, that, that would also make sense. The, the um, you you were saying about how can we explain magic, and uh, you were sort of <laughs> talking about the sort of fourth and fifth dimensions earlier. So I was wondering yes. what what because um, I'm not sure. What if I know what the fourth and fifth dimensions are? Because I hear them a lot on this, on things that I read and so on. And and I you know I sort of get it on a on an intellectual level, I guess that we've got 
you know the th the third dimension here that we are on this, on this earth plane if you like with the with the um the, the sort of five senses and uh, um mm -hmm. you know quite literally this sort of uh, th three dimensions but um I, so i'm wondering whether the fourth and fifth dimension is uh something is is that because it sounds quite a scientific thing uh, but 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 it's been used quite a lot spiritually i was wondering Karine, how you see that what what you think those dimensions are okay great um so your waking conscious state your work life you're watching television and you know you're awake you're in 3d you you're having sense experiences mm -hmm. when you're daydreaming well the thing is is when you spoke with um the last lady that you interviewed you were talking about past lives being all at once right yes There's no times, yeah. time. this is the same thing about dimensions because they actually are within us and without us as an outer reality and as an inner reality the fourth dimension with Carl, if you know about Carl Jung and yep. his psychology, yes, the subconscious is our inner fourth dimension. Okay. That, so okay. the fourth dimension is where we go when we dream, but it's also the inner counselor. It's the part of us that has the events of our day in a dream or works out issues that's going on in our lives through dream time. And it's also a higher part of us that it's now, now we're getting from the fourth to the fifth dimension that can uh, speak to those who have passed, you know, kind of having a gateway there and have yeah. them in dreams. So the fourth dimension is like in, and in between. Yeah, twilight. Yeah. Oh, brilliant. Most definitely. Okay. But it's also, it's the realm where dark consciousness resides basically or lives or breeds um we can see when negative people die their soul goes somewhere and it's usually stuck in the fourth dimension because it's not high vibrational enough it doesn't have enough love vibration to get into the fifth dimension so for gosh i don't know how long but since egypt for a very long time the fourth dimension has been cluttered with dark consciousness and you know hungry ghosts as the buddhists would put it but right. it's our ancestors who you know keep reincarnating but don't get healed and i believe that brings us to the point that we are now at the beginning of the age of aquarius or the age of horus who is the avenger it's he's the one who brings in the age of aquarius and says you know everything must be fair now and we're going to raise in consciousness again mm -hmm. And um, the darkness, you know, will dissipate because we're all going up a level in consciousness. And that's my hope. Okay. You said again, as, as, as if this is a cyclical thing. Um, and it's from, so that's happened before? I believe that when I first incarnated into a human body in Egypt, uh, things were quite different. Our consciousness was much higher. I believe that gods incarnated in Egypt to teach the regular souls, you know, the new babies, so to speak, how to farm and feed themselves and have a culture and grow and live and thrive, actually, mm -hmm. because we knew that if their souls were going to grow, we gods would have to leave the planet because our vibration is too high. There's no free will in that area. It, you're just happy all the time because you're in God's light. So 
in order for the human soul to grow, the gods had to leave and consciousness had to lower into the five senses. And, you know, mostly we still have that today. Okay, And so that creates the ego and the ego creates all the psychological issues. <laughs> okay, because we fail to to learn that our ego is just part of us, it's not us. It's it's a uh... yeah. There's a difference between ego and your personality or your character. You know, in this play, this God's play, or the Vedas said that God is the great choreographer, and just do well your part. You know your part. Know your character and do well and there your duty ends however we get we have gotten especially in western culture caught up in materialism and sense pleasures yeah yeah okay uh, um okay oh, i just wanted to, uh, to sidetrack slightly uh because uh, you mentioned um thoth and, and hermes um and, and i've read how um you also uh, uh you speak a lot about hecat and I was wondering if you'd be... Oh, Hecate. Yeah, sorry, how do we pronounce it? Well, you're British, so you're probably pronouncing it correctly. I call her Hecate. Oh, okay. Oh, Hecate, no, that sounds sounds good to me. So um, Hecate or Hecate, uh, I was wondering if you could tell, say a bit more about um, how... It's, I don't want to say how you work with them, but... but um, what your relationship is with them i think that's probably a better way of saying it. and when you you know when do you sort of dis, when do you ask hermes instead of asking hecate for example oh sure well hecate i usually only contact once a year around uh, halloween and that's to do my yearly reading of my own tarot reading on myself to guide me for the next year and, and see if anything big's coming up and if I should be prepared for anything. And so she's my psychic guide, my psychic grandmother okay. in that way. And Thoth to me is, is not Hermes. I do see them as separate entities. Many think they are the same, but Thoth is older than Hermes and different in the sense that, oh, the old Egyptian gods are kind of stiff, to tell you the truth, when I'm interacting with them because they're so <laughs> high vibration, it's hard for them to express. However, Hermes, my Hermes is Greek, and that's a lot closer in time period. And although he cannot physically manifest on this plane because the vibration is too low, he can manifest through my third eye, and that's where we communicate. Right, okay. Um that's no so that made me laugh that that, that they would be a bit stiff but, but um <laughs> uh, not not the rock and roll oh sorry, I feel like I'm being dis um disrespectful by saying something like that but um not at all because yeah. it is funny and that's the thing about uh, Hermes Mercurius Trismegistus is that he's hilarious and he likes to put a color of funny on everything okay Trismegistus that's a that's a name I've read before um it's quite an um from Sumeria, is that right? Uh, this Hermes is the Greek, and okay. because I don't, I don't do Sumerian, and I don't do Mayan. There's certain, and I don't do Abrahamics. There's certain religions and cultures I simply cannot study, and I feel like I'm drawn to to my past life cultures, honestly, to tell you the truth. Okay. And so, uh, Trismegistus means thrice great, 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 great Hermes. <laughs> okay. 
Yeah, I think I might be mistaken. Yeah. There's a, a, um, a book I read uh, recently. I think I've probably picked it up um, incorrectly there. Okay, so... Um, well, he goes everywhere. He's in most cultures through different types of names. The mercurial energy, you know, it's it's alchemy. It's one of the major components in most things. Yeah. So, so the um, so you're obviously you're, so it sounds like you're, you're drawn to study where you have uh, from where you've come and and uh, from Egypt and so on and, uh, and and when you say study, what is it that what it, uh, exactly is it that you study? What I'm guided to study, I really feel like all my studies have been guided. Um, I started off as a worshiping at Llewellyn's Altar, which is a book company here in in uh, the states Llewellyn wrote all about Wicca and dreams and so it kind of really gave me a basis of astrology the tarot all forms of divination and it started me into spirit guide contact with the book how to meet and work with spirit guides by Ted Andrews and all the little psychic books I picked up of different techniques or runes or psychometry, everything I tried, I could do. So it was like really exciting. It was like, I guess, being Harry Potter. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say that does really sound like you you made your own Hogwarts there. Um, yes. And uh, and would yeah. So and so you so basically, whatever you picked up, you're able to sort of go to read it, study it, and 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 then do it. And whether that be working with uh, spirit guides or channeling, for, for example, is that right? Channeling? Yes. But like, for instance, the Kabbalah has always mystified me and I found it to be very masculine and calculated and high magic in some ways is also very masculine and calculated. I'm overintuitive. I'm moony. I'm very feminine. Mm -hmm. And so what I'm studying must have some kind of anthropomorphic situation where I feel like I'm engaging with it. I'm gaining a gnosis of it, that I'm experiencing it as it truly is, as its essence. And there's certain religions that I just feel falseness from. Okay. Was was that not that this was... A so when you mentioned anthropomorphic, is that why you were drawn to the sort of animism of sh uh, shamanism? I actually wasn't drawn to it at all. I was act I'm Native American by blood. I'm Cherokee. And I've always felt like the tribal stuff was baser and lower chakra and animalistic and even animus, you know, has many different meanings. And I take the, the Jungian white man meaning of the animus. <laughs> right. And I was never really into shape-shifting or any of that. It was very intellectual. I'm an Aquarian. And uh, I found like the way... It's for some people, nature in that way, in the tribal way, is into their heart. But the way into my heart was through meditation and Buddhism and the, the healing waters of love that I found in Buddhism. Yeah. And, and, um, and, and this, and I think this takes us back to when you were, uh, you were, you, because, yeah, what was it that you made you do Reiki? Because, because you were from Reiki, you found your sort of Buddhist guru. So, what brought you to Reiki then? Well, I was Wiccan at age 15, 16, and by age 17, I was reading cards, tarot cards professionally for my peers at oh, a wow. nightclub. Wow. Uh, sorry, at, at, six, at 16? Yeah, well, at 17, 17. actually. Oh, wow. Yeah, I still wasn't 18. I wasn't even legal to be in the club yet, but there I was <laughs> working. And I started but, doing the psychic club or the, I'm sorry, the psychic fair scene. And in the psychic fair scene, then that's when I was introduced to all the different healing modalities. 
Yeah. And that's where I found Reiki. Okay. So that must have been quite a club, by the way, where you could uh, what you could go have a drink or dance and get your tarot's read. Most definitely. I would I would love to do that in England sometime. Yeah. I think that would be fabulous. I'd, I'd, <laughs> I'd be there. Absolutely. Um, that sounds a great, great laugh. Um, and uh, and so from then, uh, then you took affairs and then you uh, uh, the healing modality, uh, healing energies and so on and, and brought you to Reiki. Um, and then so from Reiki then to the, uh, to, to Buddhism. Yes, my guru and Buddhism. And that, that was a whole other thing. And I was also very heavily into the author Dion Fortune um, from the Aleister Crowley days. But I, I don't really like Crowley. I do like Dion Fortune. And anyone who wants to get deeper into the mysteries of Isis and real kind of occult priestessy stuff, I would suggest Dion Fortune's works. Okay, well, that sounds a, a good recommendation. Thank you. Dion uh, Fortune, was that? Yes, Dion Fortune. She's also there from, from England. That This was in the 30s and 40s. Okay. It's, um, so I just one thing I'm, I'm, I'm finding fascinating is that it's the, um, the mix of uh, Buddhism. And my understanding from, from Buddhism, it's very much a philosophy, not a religion or anything like that. Uh, and, and the mix that you you have with with that and um, and the, the sort of past lives and and the the sort of goddesses and Hermes and gods uh, and I how it how you sort of, you almost seem to seamlessly um, sort of it's it's it seems a seamless um, trying to think, think of the right term here. Uh, um, seamlessly be able to, to stitch it together as, as, as your, um, as your beliefs, as your belief system. Yes, because it was like the blossoming of a flower. It was a gentle cultivation. And I, I blame Hermes. Actually, I felt, I feel like I was cultivated and raised, you know, like a, like a lotus in bloom. Oh, that's, I, it's very poetic. It that's is. It's really beautiful. what I mean. Yeah. <laughs> So, Sorry to speak in poems. Yeah, no, no. Please, you carry on. It it, it, um, it makes up for my sort of fl- flustering at the moment. Yeah, but um, the so do you have an an idea of uh, what you know where your ne- how you bloom how you're going to continue to bloom or are you just prepare are you just happy to sort of wait for what you know what comes? Well, actually, I have difficulties because I have lofty visions. I do see the fifth dimension. I've been home to my heaven home. And it's beautiful. And I understand what awaits me once I allow this body to do what it does. I guess we call that death. I don't know if I will have death or ascension. I'm full of questions, actually, at this time of, of great change and a shift in our environment. I see the difficulties and I do see that I think a lot of people are going to die, not to be a bummer, but I do. Yeah. And I also see a possible exaltation, a possible mass enlightenment. And that's, of course, my great hope. So I'm actually full of questions. I have answers, but it was like that test was five years ago. You know, we and and maybe we're still coming out with that information. It's still very new information to a lot of people. But it's like, what happens next? And I think that's the quandary of the shaman. Okay, but you say that you've actually sort of seen uh, where you where you end up. Well, not end up, but where you're heading. It, it does um, 
is that something that feels feels good with inside you or or or, um, or, or does that feel unsettling I, I mean I wonder if because you're asking if it feels unsettling because there, there are lots and lots of questions Yes, I, I love being curious. I'm Wonder Woman. I am Alice and I do wonder. I wonder all the time and I think <laughs> it's my biggest hobby. And I think that's part of the genius God in all of us that has to wonder about everything, even why roses are red, just silly things even. And so I guess when I really got into my heart, I could regress to a childlike way of viewing things that is poetic that has no intellectual got to get it done to solve it got to know feeling to it it's it's really just experiencing it and i feel like at my core that is what's going on with me however i'm very intellectual so i i do like to pick things apart and wonder what's next and you know i i feel like i'm either going to be very influential on a world stage, or I'm going to die a lonely cat woman. <laughs> <laughs> Which would you prefer? I'd love to be influential. It's because my soul wants to work. You know, yeah. it's what I feel like I'm here for. I'm not here just to raise some kitty cats. Right. Because so I was lucky enough to interview uh, Bernard Alvarez the other week, and um, uh, he's 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 very much sees, sees himself as a, a spiritual uh, activist. And I wondered if you see yourself in that um that mold as well yes i believe that there are many here that are on missions and this is our last mission i believe we've incarnated most of us since egypt or some would say atlantis i was not there but some of you guys were and just all these different star seeds coming in from the palladians and you know, you've yeah. heard of them, just yes. all the different go children, the rainbow children. Yeah. Um, so my higher self, my soul, when I asked her, why the heck did we incarnate? She said two different things. She said to get our hands in the dirt, which means to literally do the work, not just talk about it, not just spirit guide about it, but put on a body and do the work. And that's how she is. Mm -hmm. And the other thing she said was she was here for the party. <laughs> so it makes me anticipate that before I let go of this body, there's going to be a world celebration. Okay, well, that's very good to hear. Because uh, it, it, <laughs> it, it can feel at the moment like we're heading towards World War Three. So uh, from what you were just saying earlier about things that you, you might have seen as well, it, uh, um, yeah. uh, it, yeah, it has me because I'm very sensitive and if I'm not prepared I will freak out so mm -hmm. I think it's good for all of us to prepare because you know anyone who's listening to the show is probably quite intuitive yeah but but do you think we could make we could change that uh, that probability you think we could make a make a change by uh, so that it didn't happen I believe that it's all staged that all these lives that we've even been through are all little plays, little yeah. stage plays, little Shakespearean numbers. And this happens to be a big one and it's shaped up this way, but it's been, I think since Roman times planned to be this way. I believe this is the Abrahamic religions really having their, their day. Yeah. And 
hopefully there'll be, you know, a great reckoning and a cleansing and a coming together. And even, you know, higher learning that I've been getting from Hermes is that the fourth dimension, that whole collective consciousness, possibly the ickiness of mankind getting cleared out is making way for the fifth dimension to come closer, which means a lot more people into higher consciousness or as we call it, Christ, Krishna consciousness. Yeah. And really all that is, is opening of the third eye, which is a gateway to the collective cosmic consciousness. Okay. And, and the, 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 the third eye being the uh, uh, pineal gland. Exactly. Yeah, and okay. what Rick Strassman calls DMT is the chemical that it secretes. But really, it's all just magic. And then science puts words on it. Yes, I prefer that way. Look, Ray Round actually, I think that works. That works better for my sensibilities. I think. Um, so, because so, it's from what you say, it's, it sounds as almost as if the world is, uh, as you say, it's the, all the world's a stage, as Shakespeare might put it. But um, um, we each play our part. But the, uh, but that that the world is coming to its own shamanic death and rebirth. Um, that, right, and some would say that even Earth Gaia herself is going through a birthing process, and the pole is shifting, and you know there's all kinds of evidence, physical and metaphysical. Excellent. Okay. Well, uh, it's um, I say excellent, as if that's um, <laughs> but yeah, uh, obviously disaster and tragedy ahead. But um, but from from that, <laughs> that's that's right. yes, but from <laughs> but from that will be uh, enlightenment. So that's, that's something to look forward to. Um, the um uh, uh there's some uh, there was another thing that I, I read from Paloon that I would love uh, your uh, your thoughts on which was around uh, and you mentioned it earlier around hungry ghosts yeah and i i want um I, I wondered if you could give us some uh, just some of your thoughts around around what ghosts are and and particularly around what hungry ghosts are because that, that, i think that ties into what you were saying about the fourth dimension and it sounds almost as if this uh, death and rebirth kind of helps those trapped in the fourth dimension um, to be released, I think, from where they are at the moment. 100% correct. It does help them. I do have a video on my YouTube. I'm a cult priestess on the YouTube, and it's called Third and Fourth Dimensions. I don't know. Look around. There's one about ancestors, and I think that's what we're really talking about right now. There's two different types of consciousness, if you will, in the fourth dimension um, that concern us here. One is hungry ghosts, which are our ancestors or um, people who've died in very particularly horrendous ways or lived in very particularly horrendous ways on purpose by their choice, mm -hmm. by their free will, did terrible, horrible things and got lost in the ego. And even after death are lost in the ego in a dark, soulless sad existence or in a very violent, terrible existence. And it's really, you know, your own Fabergé <laughs> fabricated right. um, hell, you know, and that's one aspect of it. The other aspect of it, we can take from many different labels. We can call them archons, which is the Gnostic calls dark consciousness archons. Um, the Palladian lady, Barbara Marciniak, calls them Lizzie's or lizard people. David Icke also has the lizard angle going on there. He does, yeah. Uh, but we can just say, simple label, 
dark consciousness, it's not a scapegoat. It actually exists. It's there. It's in the fourth dimension and it's using people. It's using bodies and it's basically, it can possess and it can possess a body from birth to death. So I would conjecture that some of those people are our world leaders, just like David Icke would say. Mm -hmm. So I do see, you know, this very dark networked hierarchical force of darkness, but why did we need that? We needed that to grow the souls so that humanity could, you know, become light beings basically. So how do you grow a soul? Well, obviously you agitate it <laughs> with Saturn and Saturn or Satan or Saturn. It teaches by restriction and on a free will planet, you are taught through restriction. Okay, that, that sounds quite um, quite ominous. Uh, almost as if um, uh, uh, that that if if there's almost some sort of uh, that they the and it's the using of the phrase, phrase darkness as if it's quite a sinister dark as opposed to um, uh, you know just a sort of a contrast to light. Um, yeah, and I don't. I guess I don't like to use the word evil because it has way too many connotations to it. Because to me, evil is merely sickness, really, at its core. Yeah. Uh, and not to empower it. And, and believe me, I'm gothic. I love the moon and the night and the stars and poetry. And she walks in beauty like the night. Very gothic. However, darkness that I'm speaking of is more like the shadow that used to come to me at night. Okay. Right. So that, so, um, and the intensity of the, the feeling of that and the, uh, the uh, intensity of what has come before as uh, sorry, and on. what it is is the feeling of total dominion, something else having control over you, and it has very bad intentions, and you are powerless to do anything about it. And I feel like in a global scheme, we've all been under dominion of the powers that be. And we're breaking out of that in so many ways. And that my biggest point is what I like to teach nowadays is to claim your sovereignty to, you know, it's all nice to have a pretty queen and all that, but you are the queen, you are the king, you are your soul self and your sovereign unto God. Does that make sense? It, it totally does. And I'd really, really like that, that claiming uh, your own personal sovereignty, as it were, um, um, it is up to us. It is, there's... Um, uh you know we we are our, our own gods that that's the sort of what i'm learning on my spiritual journey myself um, uh, yeah and there's always going to be a god above you that loves you more than you're capable of even understanding and that is the beauty of the universe yes indeed karina i think that's a fantastic place to to finish our discussion um it's been absolutely brilliant i i have uh, completely loved it and thank you so much for being um, so open uh, to, uh, to to tell us uh, your view of the world and uh, of uh, all the things that um, have influenced you uh, to where you are today. Um, so, I'm so grateful to be my first UK interview, and I have to do a shout out to my favorite artist, yes. Kate Bush. Kate <laughs> Bush, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's brilliant. If people want to know more about you, you mentioned a YouTube channel. Is um, where, where else can they go to uh, to find out more about you and, and your materials? The quickest way to get to me is Google Occult, O-C-C-U-L-T, Priestess, 
And uh, my I have a dot com, occultpriestess.com. But if you Google me, you'll find my blog. You'll find the movie I was just in called The Nightmare, directed by Rodney Ashner. Oh, brilliant. And it's, You're a movie it's star. It's a horror movie. Yeah, it's, it's a hot, but it's a documentary. It's a horror documentary. It's a new hybrid. And uh, they're calling it the scariest documentary ever made. Okay, well, we've got to, I've definitely got to watch that. That sounds brilliant. Excellent. Well, be careful, but it's the nightmare. <laughs> okay, the nightmare. Okay, well, we'll look out for that. And thank you very much indeed once again. I really did appreciate your time. I feel charmed for having been here. Thank you so much. Thanks, Corrine. That was Corrine Wilson. Her devotion to gods and goddesses, Hermes in particular, is fascinating. It doesn't feel that that's my path. However, the phrase Corrine quoted from one of the gods, put a body on it and do the work, get your hands in the dirt. I utterly respect that, and I can understand a world made of many levels and dimensions, each with a different aspect to wonder and perhaps worship or work with. A sense of global change that we discussed, not a pleasant prospect to begin with. Well, I can sense that also, but this is perhaps due to the videos and the articles that I watch and read. Some of it, as Bernard Alvarez pointed out last in the last podcast, he referred to it as fear porn. So I wonder if I'm being sucked in a little, that I should turn my attention away from such things and look at ways to serve instead which is, ironically, much more towards the sort of gods and goddess path. My next guest is a trans-emotional healer, Lindsay Balm. So I'm fascinated to understand Lindsay's journey and what trans-emotional healing is. Do join me, but until then, be well. <laughs>